Okay, guys, titles, go. Just enough funk. Pretty sure, but I don't know. Because it's killing me. Rage quit. I said what I said. Bring him inside. Anti-geek. More of the same. Trailer level soap. He was better in Schindler's List. Belching Richard. <laughs> and she's gone. We got him? All right. <laughs> Trailer level soap. What the fuck is that shit? <laughs> okay. Be- <laughs> That's definitely <laughs> top three. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Warning, what you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it, you've been warned. Welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. I'm Corbs. They still call me Kev. <laughs> Guys, it's got you geeked. Well, I'll tell you, I am looking forward to the day that my fucking face doesn't hurt. That's going to be awesome. I had a, a tooth pulled this past Friday, and uh, it was one of my back teeth, and everything's going fine. You know, got a blood clot in there, checking it, being careful. Everything's good. And then Sunday night, I'm like, oh, I'll make myself a salad, which is fine. Chew on the other side of my mouth. Get into my favorite blue cheese, which, by the way, if you don't know it, Castillo seems to make about the best wedge of blue cheese I can find that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. And I discovered that they, they I discovered it at a price shopper and they immediately stopped selling it. BJ's has like two packs for less than I paid at price shopper for a single one, but it is fantastic blue cheese. It's got just enough of the funk, but it doesn't like, you know, it doesn't go into overboard or a lot of blue cheese just tastes fucking weird. Anyway, I digress. Uh, so I'm splitting up the blue cheese because I buy it in uh, the, the wedges. Of course you get it all over your fingers. You can't just, go like this and get it off like you can other kinds of cheese so i stick my thumb in my mouth and i start to suck and i'm like oh fuck 
So I dislodged about half, a little over half of the blood clot that was over um, the hole in my tooth. So I've got half of it is open to the air, half of it is covered. I have pain radiating from the side of my face into my ear, down my neck, into my jaw. It fucking sucks. But as we know, having dental issues is no reason not to show up for GeekPod. I set that precedent a long time ago, and I'm not about to break it. But, uh, you know, I would love to go to the doctor because apparently what they do is they pack shit up there. They write you a prescription for codeine and send you home for two weeks. Or at least that's what they did to my wife. Like, you know, that sounds great, but I can't work like that. So here we are yeah. just waiting the seven to 10 days for it to heal itself. So I'm really geeked about this not hurting me constantly all the time, every day. Yeah. The no more pain. That would be nice. Yes. No more pain. No more pain. So, so this is not where we insert the your does your face hurt because it's killing me jokes. <laughs> Kevin, you're gonna do whatever the fuck you want to. Oh, okay, so. okay, all right, all right, all right. And go for it. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a week to make up for it, man. I, so. I'm just saying. I mean, it just. Uh, I mean, I mean, I hate the hell. I hate like hell. You're in pain, but I mean, if I can get a joke out of it, I'd be more than happy. Dude, I am. I am totally with you on that. Come on. I mean, <laughs> do I ever seem like I hold back? <laughs> Thankfully, no. <laughs> um, and just just so everybody um, knows, Doctor Hugh is referencing episode fourteen, I believe, which was um, titled "Pulling Teeth." Because he showed up to record like the same day he had his wisdom teeth pulled. I had my wisdom teeth pulled, got in the car, and drove to your house. Which is still the same day. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but it's, it was, oh, you know, I went home, took some pills. I didn't even stop to pick up like painkillers. I went from there to your house. And then I went and got my painkiller. <laughs> you did it wrong. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's impressive. Uh, it was. And it was actually a pretty good episode too. Yeah, you were we there. A good one. That was that was us three, right? Yeah, I believe so. I'm not going to go back and reference right now, but I believe you was there. I'm pretty sure I was. I'm not sure. <laughs> Wait, I'm pretty sure I was there. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, which Perfect. which one? Both. <laughs> the margin of error. Exactly. If I was there, then I'm pretty sure. I, then I'm sure I was there. If I wasn't, I wasn't there. Give or take five to seventy-five percent. I got it covered. Both got both, got both aspects covered. I was either there or I wasn't. <laughs> Just covering the spread, regardless. <laughs> Kev, what's got you geeked? Me? Oh, me. Uh, I'm kind of anti-geek right now. Um, we like those two. Okay, let me. I'll, I'll do the. I'll do the fun part, and then I'll do the bad part. I'll just go. The fun part is um, we saw a cheap trick at the fair. Um, uh, Monday night. Nice. Freaking phenomenal. I mean, they start right out with this girl coming on the, uh, coming on the uh, announcement saying, uh, welcome to the best fucking rock and roll show you're ever going to see. And everybody just freaking lit up from there. And it was just a a constant good time from that point on. Um, only two of the original band members were there, uh, but their two sons were filling in, uh, the, the lead singer and the lead guitarist were there. Lead singer's uh, son was on bass guitar, and the lead guitarist's son was on the drums. Um, I guess the other one of the three um, primaries uh, just had open heart surgery. I think they said. Oh wow! 
Yeah, so uh, he's not there. Uh, but we saw we saw um, Joan Jett earlier, and then we saw a cheap trick. Um, Joan Jett was awesome, but cheap trick just freaking blew it out of the water. Those guys are just freaking phenomenal. Every, I mean, you 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 you're like, oh yeah, I know cheap trick. You know they have a couple of good songs. Well, they they're much 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 better live, and it was it was the best way to close the fair, I think. Um, we only went a couple of times this year, just really for food. There wasn't really much else going on, right? Um, but uh, um, no doubt that was a that was a really good time. So that that was good. That was a good uh, good capper to my very 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 busy weekend, uh, which is where the bad part comes in. Um, I made a decision over the weekend to not go to the rally in Canada. Oh no! Uh, yeah, things are getting more difficult to get across the border. Um, Again, I think it's just going to get worse. Um, and now I'm starting to get worried about coming back. Um, what might happen um, on the return journey? You know, if it was just me, I might not worry about it so much. But um, taking my wife and a, and a buddy of mine, and um, I don't want, you know, I don't want to cause any hassles for anybody else. So I just kind of, I said, no, let's 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 just put it off till next year, and hopefully, you know, maybe this winter I can find a ride either down south or out west I can go to um definitely not out of the out of the realm of possibility um kind of make up for it but that would have been a pretty cool would have been a pretty cool event and uh, i haven't really heard of any more like that um so i'm gonna have to really keep my keep my ears to the ground to see if i can find another event like that because that would have been a really good time and you know i'm planning on going in the future so maybe next year if they have it i'm hoping they do so so some good some bad over the weekend and the rest of the weekend was awesome. I got to tell you, we went to a, what was one more cool thing that happened on the, you know, over the weekend was we went to my wife's cousin's wedding and it was a Scottish theme. Uh, nice. he, was in a, he was in a kilt. His, uh, his um, uh, groomsmen were all wearing sashes and then his wife came out with a traditional Scottish dress and, and it was pretty cool. It was, it was a really, really, really cool, uh, small, very small event. So a good weekend awesome. overall that's good corbs yeah what's got you geeked uh for me a couple of things uh yesterday well tuesday kelly got her staples removed yes saw that on facebook yep so she's uh she's on the mend a little more she's able to get up and move around uh last thursday for date night i She's been stuck at home. She hasn't been able to do anything, really. Only because, I mean, obviously, that's major. All your fault. It is all my fault. Um, so uh, last, last Thursday, I took her out to, to – just took her out to dinner just to get her out of the house for a little bit. So um, just took her up to Tully's for, for dinner. So just to get her out and moving around and out of the four walls of her bedroom and whatnot. So – um, but yeah, Tuesday she got her Tuesday she got her staples out, um, so she's able to do a little bit more, which is nice. Um, and then uh, first day of school was today, in person learning. Nice for uh, for my son. So he actually went back to school today for the first time since March of 2020. Wow! So it was a huge one for him. Yeah, yeah. He spent yeah. all of he the last half of 2020. They, they did from home. That was when COVID first hit. All 
of last year he did at home learning, didn't go to school at all. Even when they went back in full in April, he didn't go back. So this is the first time he's actually been, and this is actually the first time he's been to the junior high school. Um, so a little different for him and whatnot. So, um, but he had a good day. So that, that's, that's the most important thing. So, so looking forward to it. Uh, he doesn't, he's only got one class. He's only got one of his friends in his one class and that's uh, Jim. So other than that, I mean, so they only had four classes today. They have four more classes tomorrow. So hopefully you'll know some more kids in his classes. He said he didn't really know anybody, but. Yeah. Hopefully he makes some new friends too. I mean, I don't mind his friends. His friends are are great. They, they get along great. They have a good time with each other. So, you know, they're kind of like him. They're kind of shut-ins. Well, one of them, well, one of them is a soccer player. So he's the only one that kind of is different than everybody else, but they're always their friends kind of sit in and play on the computer and, and whatnot. So, but uh, that's it for me. Nice. Uh, well, for us, um, first day is tomorrow, Thursday for us. So we're all, we're all very excited, um, except for Kylie. Kylie says, "Cool is the, uh, school is the absolute worst." That's that's what she tells us. Um, it gets it, it, that gets better as it goes along. Yeah, I'm hoping. No, no, no. And by, and by better, I mean she'll get better at telling you how bad it is to go to school. I don't know. She's pretty fucking good at it right now. It'll get better. Don't you worry about it. My son's the same way. Um, but that's not what's got me geeked. What's got me geeked is um, the abnormal response team seems to be getting some, some traction. Um. I, I went ahead this week, and Hugh knows a little bit about this. I, I texted him separately. And um, I posted in a couple of community groups on Facebook asking about um, local allegedly haunted places, and it blew the fuck up. Um, we've gotten a lot of suggestions. A lot of the ones that we've heard before, your, your split rec quarries, your um, 13 curves, you know, stuff, all, all the, the, the normal hits around here, the Landmark Theater. Um, Are you stuck? I am. I, I just got possessed there by a text message. <laughs> Excuse me. I, uh, but it looks like it's going to be really good. We've got some really cool leads. Um, I'm not going to say too much about them because they're, they're all still up in the air. Uh, possibly a haunted mansion in Auburn, um, a haunted farm and barn in a haunted farm and barn. Yes, this that's uh, the one I'm really excited about. In, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was perfect. Leave me alone, you dick. <laughs> um, I'm running across the screen. Well, I'm sorry. I thought maybe you were possessed. <laughs> Bur uh, burping, burping dick is uh, a good show title. Just, just saying. We can't use it. You can't say "dick" in the title. <laughs> we call it belching, the perfect Richard. Belching Richard, yes, Belching Richard. That was my uh, that was my uh, heavy metal band name when I was in high school. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, that one's in Camillus. No, it's not. I'm a liar. That one's in Jordan. You fucking liar. Um. 
there's something called the Octagon House in Camillus, which we've basically already gotten the green light for if we want it. Um, there is a haunted mansion in Pennellville that has been discussed. Um, yes. It's basically right I'll over the... I'll catch Great Northern. Yes. I know where Pennellville is. I know it very well, actually. Ah, okay. Oh, okay. Mansion in Pennellville. Which is now a bed a and breakfast. Yeah, I, I, I get it. It's, it's now a bed and breakfast right on the river. I mean, I'm I, trying not to give away any locations because I don't do realize really want a mansion in Pennellville just means it has more than three bedrooms. Oh shit! I mean, it doesn't have wheels, right? And it that's, may that's, that's not why. have wheels. <laughs> but I, look at you, sweet. He's away. He's just disgusted with the dad jokes tonight. And he's gone. <laughs> he's like, son of a bitch! I know that guy. Um, <laughs> but I mean, we've got some really cool stuff, and you know, since you know, one of our membership has been browbeating us about making sure they're indoor locations this time um we're kind of working on that so um so thank you to all of you who have been responding to me on the on the things and giving me really cool leads um it's also gotten our split rock quarry investigation about another 15 more views since people were asking about it 15 yeah that puts us up to uh, almost 130 so wow, I was gonna say if you said 16, then I was <laughs> let's up to 16 views. <laughs> Highest rated geek pod ever. <laughs> um no, that's a lie. Our highest rated one ever was when Josh was on. But <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm super excited about this. It looks like we have some options. Um, so we can actually start filling out that playlist, get some stuff done. Um, and I decided it was probably a good idea to give the abnormal response team its own page on Facebook. So that's in the works as well. So your, nice. your, your mock enthusiasm was very much appreciated. It wasn't mock enthusiasm. Oh my God. It looked like it was great. It was very animated. I loved it. I guess we're just nice. <laughs> even better. <laughs> I found the mansion. I didn't realize that was Pennellville. Yeah. According to the address, it's Pennellville. Yeah, sure as hell is. Um, but yeah, that's got me super excited. Um, looking forward to getting out there, doing some of this stuff. Um, we are going to branch out on our own. We will still collaborate with uh, Grid After Dark sometimes, but we're actually going to do some of these on our own and do our own thing. So I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm looking forward to it. I'm more excited about this than probably anything else. Ever in the history of the world? Poss possibly, yeah. Very cool. All right. If uh, if we don't have anything else to add to that, uh, guys, what are you playing right now? Not right Kevin now, but these days. <laughs> I don't want to know what Kev's playing right now. Um, my hands but, are uh, left. Is that play anything? <laughs> yeah, that, that's why I said what I said. But, uh, <laughs> I, I haven't. Well, actually, it sounds like Kevin's also playing the Muscle Hustle. Um, <laughs> I, I, I've still only been playing that since last week. Did you get a chance to check that out, Paul? I haven't. I, I looked it up, and I was checking it out, and it doesn't look like it's um, based off of the little pink squishy guys. Uh, did you install it? Not yet. So you looked it up. You saw it in the App Store. You didn't hit the button where you just- No, no, no. I actually Googled it on here, so I had uh, the links and everything for that. I'm, I'm pointing at my computer. 
by the way, my monitors. Like, I don't know <laughs> what you're pointing at. Right. Just... I mean, you could, you could be pointing at your puppet masters. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, you in sync over there? <laughs> the puppet. See, that still fits, too. And what's sad is that I know that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Speaking of like things like NSYNC and boy bands, I heard the coolest song this week. Um, it, it's a heavy metal band and some heavy metal, or not, it's a hard rock band and some uh, a, a female singer from one of the hard rock bands. There's a male and female singing. They're doing a fucking, uh, I think it's what's that douchebag's name? Uh, the the boy, the, the boy singer. No, the, the boy singer, the, uh, the guy everybody loved for. Bieber? Oh, yes, Bieber. Name. Um, yeah, they're covering his song, but do it one of his songs doing a heavenly uh, or heavy uh, uh something about darkest days, never oh. let you go, never gonna let you down. Oh, so that never give up. They did it okay. in a way that you'd actually want to hear. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm trying, uh, I'm trying to I didn't write this down, it just popped into my head. Gotcha. But they did that song, um, you know, but, but hard rock style, and it's actually really good. It's not a song I would listen to on my own, like his version of it, but it came on Octane. I was like, holy shit, this is really fucking good. Nice. Paul's Paul's That's writing down he, he's writing down Paul plus Justin Forever right now. No. I just wrote that here on my desk. Why would you write Paul plus Justin forever? So you're shipping. He, wrote, he's shipping. I wrote down, who's that heavy metal douchebag? Oh, gotcha. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I haven't been playing anything else. Um, I, I did see that uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla uh, did have an update. It was either today or tomorrow. Um, they're adding uh, three new River Raid maps, uh, a higher difficulty level, and they laid out the roadmap for the rest of the year. It's going to be a couple drops. Nothing as major as the big DLCs, the Siege of Paris, and the Wrath of the Druids. Uh, but they did say that there will be more to come. So it sounds like they plan on supporting the game past the end of the year. Um, how heavily uh, remains to be seen. Uh, but knowing that they're moving towards a, a game-as-service model with at least one entry in the franchise coming up, uh, I could almost see them taking the popularity of Valhalla and leading right into that. I mean, not literally building it on top of this game, but keeping us hooked right into this new game when they're ready to release it. Because why, why wouldn't you do that? You know, you, you keep the fire hot and uh, get the people in rather than, you know, stop supporting this and make us wait two years and then try to get us back in. doesn't make that much sense. No, it makes perfect sense. Kev? I mean, uh, Corbs, what, what what are you playing right now? Anything else? Other, or are you still working on your 18 holes? So I finally got 18 holes built. Now I just got to get all like the water traps and tree hazards and all that shit installed. So uh, it takes takes six hours to make a billion dollars. So I, I wish. wish. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, it was the same thing. But, so I have to do that. So only. So it costs like $19 billion to build the 18th hole or whatever. So it took me like a week to get that, all that money together to do it. So, so then I got to put all the, like I said, I got to put all the, I did 16, 17 and 18. I got them all built. And then, um, so now I got to add on all the extra features. I, I, I'm actually doing it now, but now it's just because I want to get to, there's a spot at the bottom of like the mission or the, not the missions, but, areas the last one says it unlocks at a certain point so i'm wondering if we get everything 
built and all the hazards and everything installed if that thing opens up and you go to a different spot. If you don't, uh, I will probably uninstall the game. Do you ever, while you're playing this game, just kind of stop, look around, and feel like you can almost see the treadmill under your feet? Yes. (laughs) Okay. So, and then I've, I've been playing a little bit of uh, MLB The Show. I got back into playing that, so. Yeah, so I've been playing that a little bit. So I thought about uh, bringing out Red Dead Redemption 2. So uh, if, if if you get playing that, there's a, a chance where we could play together, right? They have an online portion, I believe. I believe so, yeah. yeah. Okay. Is it cross-platform? I don't think it's cross-platform, no. No, I, I think that's a, uh, so far, a, a Call of Duty thing, right? Yeah, I, there might be a few other games that do it. Uh, maybe Rocket League. Um, but yeah, I don't think Red Dead is. That's unfortunate. I bought Rocket League, I think. Um, and, and the only thing I'm even almost playing is um and that's why i brought up call of duty is um i I installed call of duty warzone uh the other night um under protest one of my my other buddies um is is been begging me to basically install it and become his meat shield so they can get easier cues and beat snot out of people by using my lack of experience to their advantage so it's like high school all over again. But so I, I installed it, and um, that's about as far as I've gotten with it. So you were a meat shield in high school, too? No, I was just saying I was being used for my inexperience. Uh-huh. Um, we kind of do that to you at work, so. I mean, yeah, you know, hey, test this. Yeah, I know. Hey, put this, put this paper clip in this leg sock and see if it works. I was testing some shit on your computer today. You didn't even know it. You didn't ruin anything, thankfully. So that works for me. But it looks like it's time for Kev's Tabletop Review. So, yeah, so more of the same, actually. Uh, I'm going to kind of harp on a little bit of a game that I uh, once said I wanted. And now not only do I own one version of it, but I own three versions. It's that much fun. What game could I possibly be talking about? Ticket to Ride. Exploding Kittens. I got to tell you, this card game is probably one of the most fun card games I have played in a long time. And that, and you know, Bang being a, a kind of a card and dice game was right up there. But I got it. Exploding Kittens is an absolute riot. I mean, it's all about you play with friends, obviously, you play with enemies if you want to, play with people you don't know. What the hell? Grab people off the street because everybody is going to like Exploding Kittens. That's great advice during a pandemic, Kevin. Oh, fuck yeah. Why not? 
You either make them your friends or you make them your enemies. Someday, some... Or you kill them. It's... They could die tomorrow. You know, you could die so tomorrow. I, I watch my camera to the middle of the night when the homeless guys rifle through my recyclables for my, my cans. Hey, go, hey, guys, come Listen, on in. If you're cold, they're cold. Bring them inside. All right. <laughs> Listen, so this is, this is probably... It, I, it doesn't matter your skill level, your desire to play different kinds of games. Just get one of these and just play it with some friends. I'm going to bring it over to Paul's next weekend. And this new version I got is the party pack. So it's for two to 10 players. So it's got some extra cards in here. It's actually got a couple combined. If you go to boardgamegeek.com and you look up uh, Exploding Kittens Party Pack. You'll find out it's the it's the original it's the original pack, plus a couple other things. Um, Imploding Kittens and something else. I forget what it was. I don't have it loaded right now. But um, when I when I had gotten the original set that I had, I think I've already reviewed the NSFW version. If I didn't review it, I might have said that I got it. Um, but that came with a card inside of it that gives you twenty percent off whatever you want from their store. So I went and I ordered. Uh, two more Exploding Kittens games, the, the, the original, and then this party pack. And this party pack isn't original, but it has a couple extra things. So first thing I did, I opened the box and, and. It's just hilarious. It just opens up, starts playing music. Um, you got two decks of cards in here. I mean, you got, you got a ton of cards. And it's just, it's fantastic. The whole idea behind the game is you've got some things that you can do to, to kind of change up your strategy. You can, you can look at cards on the top of the deck. You can make them shuffle. You can, um, you can uh, I, I think you can grab cards from other players. The, the whole thing is when you get an exploding kitten card, in other words, the card on it says exploding kitten, it's, it, you die. You know, and there's only one card that you can play to save your life. And there's a, there's, you get, you get one in the very beginning when you get dealt this card and then a couple others get put in the deck. So there's a chance that you can get one or two of these, you know, up to two or maybe even three of these in your hand and you could live a little bit longer that way. The, the strategy of the game, if you play it right, you can push all those things off to the other players. And uh, you'll see if you, if you, uh, if you, Paul, if you uh, uh, play this weekend or if you guys, Torbs and uh, Hugh, if you're over and uh, we get a chance to play this, you'll see what I mean. It's, it's a really good time. It's a lot of fun, fun laughs. The cards are funny. The sayings on the cards are really hilarious. Um, and it's just, a, it's a, it, I can't say enough about it. It's 20 bucks for a little box of cards to get started in the game. Nice. If you're not going to, if you're not going to, buy a board game for 50 60 bucks i don't blame you pick pick up one of these you know at target right now they have it for 15 dollars. Ooh, even better get there do it and and i walked by it several times and i kept going to my wife hey honey they have that game kev keeps talking about that i go back by hey honey it's on sale for 15 dollars um and, and it's and here's the thing uh, I could have just grabbed it if I wanted to, but every I wanted to see her to engage and see if she was interested because literally it would be two players. It would be me and her, and I don't know how much fun that would be. Um, I mean, I'm sure it wouldn't be awful, but I, 
that that's our our social circle, the two of us. So it, well, it's tough to find games we can play. It's I, I got to tell you, it, you you're going to have fun with just two people. You're going to have fun, and when you get an opportunity to play with a few more people, you're you're going to see that. I mean, it's it, it's an absolute riot. Um, Fifteen dollars for a deck of cards. You might think, well, it's kind of expensive for a deck of cards. But you got, I mean, you think about the thought and the, uh, the energy that went into to building. I'm a magic player. $15 oh, for a deck of cards is nothing. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. So, yeah. So, no, I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm really glad that um, I, finally, I finally got into it. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to more opportunities. Played it the other night. It was, it was three of us. My wife and I and a friend of ours was over. And, um you know, it was I mean, three people. We had a riot. We had an absolute riot. So I'll try playing two players, just Kathy and I, and we'll see what happens. Um, but uh, yeah, very, very fun. I can't, I can't suggest it enough. All right. Outstanding. All right. So, I mean, now you guys really don't have an excuse to not go buy it. $15 at Target this week. Uh, go in, tell them. It that- was, yeah, when I was there, so. Yeah, and, and if it isn't anymore, go to customer service and freak the fuck out on them because tell them you heard Hugh from GeekPod said that it was $15 and you expect them to honor that. Wow. I might just go buy a pack just to have it. <laughs> Let me know how that goes for you. Right. <laughs> let's, let's, let's film that. Let's, let's see how that works. <laughs> All right, I'll walk in and you guys be my film crew and uh, we'll see if we can find some exploding kittens. All right. All right, I think we're going to jump to commercial break and we'll come back with the news. Stay with us, guys. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a key back issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics.
Now, before you file the first articles of Gilead and call them a heartbeat bill, here's the news. First up, not so fine dining. We all have something we love to put in our mouths. No, not that, Kevin. Whether it's a gelato, some potatoes, a mojito, or a fine pinot, yeah, we all have something we think tastes great, right? Well, it turns out McDonald's has also been subliminally trying to tell us their food tastes just as good. This week, a McDonald's store manager in Canada revealed that Grimace is a giant taste bud. They have been hacking our brains with that giant purple tongue erection to get us all to eat more Big Macs. All right. I just want to know, how is this thing birthed? Like a mammal or did he fall slowly to the earth from the outstretched tongue of an even bigger purpler grimace bitch? Next up, Lego My Egg Roll. Shang-Chi destroyed the Labor Day box office records by pulling in over $90 million, beating the previous Labor Day record of $30.6 million held by Halloween in 2007. Really? Halloween? This put to rest the uh, constant barrage of alt-right crybabies, I mean YouTubers like Valiant Renegade, saying that it was going to be a complete failure. When asked how he felt about being dethroned from a Labor Day record, Michael Myers had this to say. And finally, set phasers to stunning. It's Star Trek Day, if you did not know. September 8th is the day we celebrate the vision of Gene Roddenberry and the jumpsuit of Jerry Ryan. Paramount Plus is holding a bunch of panels with some pretty good guests that no one here other than me really cares about. And I'm here recording right now, missing the entire thing. And that's the news, kids. Now, we're going to do something a little different here this week. Um, I'm not going to end with a joke want to talk about something serious i have my own little in memoriam segment and i, I kind of want to tell you a story so it's 2011 2012 you know my my wife and i we just uh, moved into a new house we're uh, actually renting to own and we were really looking forward to being homeowners until we discovered that there was a surprise swimming pool in the basement whenever it rained um but during that time you know, we were getting stuff for our new house. We we're all excited and everything, buying tables and silverware and all the dumb shit you buy, you know, when you're young and you're buying a house. And I saw the hand soap dispensers in Walmart. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I, I grew up fairly poor. You know, on our sink in the bathroom, there was always a white bar of ivory. And it sat there and it looked fresh and crisp when you first brought it home. But then it started getting used. Then it formed its own little colony of soap and everything it became slippery and there was always somebody who grabbed it and it slipped out of their hand and after that there was always dog hair on that bar of soap no matter what you did you could never get it completely off and you know that's where I come from and we saw the hand soap dispensers and you know you figure we'll grab one for the bathroom you know bring it home and when it's gone I'm like you know what I'm gonna buy more soap and I'm gonna put more soap in the dispenser I already have and we don't have to buy a new dispenser or a bar of soap. So I felt that at that point in life, I was making enough money that I could actually have higher level soap. You know, we've gone from, you know, trailer level soap to, you know, apartment on the bad side of town level soap. And I bought this thing of soap and it went with us for years through so many different things, through, through leaving that place and buying our own house 
through experiments I ran, like not filling up the soap dispenser for an entire weekend so that I could, you know, look at my entire family and go, you guys took shits and didn't actually use soap to wash your hands because I'm the only person that ever fills the damn thing. And I did that on purpose. I was actually grabbing the big bottle off the shelf to wash my hands. Nobody ever said, hey, dad, will you fill the soap dispenser? It was fucking awful. Well, on our anniversary this year, um, my wife decided, you know, she mentions to me, oddly enough, She's never brought this up before. She's like, I'd really like to get my nose pierced. I'm like, fuck it. I look up on Google. We pull off the highway and find a fucking tattoo shop and get her nose pierced. And uh, the guy says, you know, get some gold soap, uh, the the dial gold, which is what you're supposed to use to clean piercings, um, apparently from 1990. Uh, She ended up having to go to another piercing shop afterwards because they used too small of a stud. And the lady was like, oh, no, we don't do that anymore. There's a bottle of spray stuff you're supposed to use. But whatever. We didn't know that at the time. Grabbed a bottle of Dial uh, Gold Soap, brought it home. And for some reason, my 10-year-old, when we ran out of soap, instead of saying, Daddy, will you fill the soap, decided to put the soap into the uh, old dispenser. And for some reason, I don't know why, it broke it. It stopped working. I tried my best. I emptied it out. I mean, I, I really went at this thing trying to get it to work again because we've had it for so long. I didn't want to have to replace it. Now, I finally had to give up. You know, this is it. I've had this soft soap bottle for nearly a decade. And we're finally putting it to rest. It actually says best by 2015 on it. I don't know what the shelf life is on a thing of soap, but, you know, I'm sure it's a couple years at least. So we might be talking 2012, maybe 2011. It might actually be older than my daughter. Now the new one sits on the bathroom, in the bathroom on the sink. I mean, yeah, it's a little taller. It's got more of an hourglass shape. And man, she pumps like a porn, porn star in her prime. But you never forget your, per, your first. Am I right? Paul? <laughs> I know what Hugh's getting for Christmas. <laughs> All that time, I thought you were talking about one of the soap dispensers. Like, like actual, like, sets. He made Kevin so so upset he walked away. Good night, sweet prince. Kevin needs to get some tissues, apparently. <laughs> okay, well, now I now I know how you feel, Corbs. He did. <laughs> he really did. What? He did come back with tissues. <laughs> oh, I think he I spilled a, something. I Uh-oh. had a spill. I had oh a spill. no! Sorry, this is the hard drive over right. here. Alcohol, alcohol abuse. All right. In other news, there were over 300 banana-related injuries in Britain in 2001. Back to you, Corbs. Where? Britain. Where do you get this shit? (laughs) I I, I gotta know. You gotta tell me later. Trade secret. Well, so movie this week, uh, we're going to do Trading Places. Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, Jaunt, I guess you'll call it. It's the uh, the old nature versus nurture theory that motivated motivated so many Three Stooges comedies as the basis for this John Landis hit comedy. 
The fabulous, wealthy, but morally bankrupt Duke brothers, played by Ralph Bellamy and Don Amici, make a $1 bet over her heredity versus environment. Curiosity as to what might happen if different lifestyles were reversed. They arrange for imp impoverished street hustler Billy Ray Valentine, played by Eddie Murphy, to be placed in the lap of luxury and trained for a cushy career in commodities brokerage. Simultaneously, they set about to reduce the aristocratic yuppie Louis Winthorpe III, played by Dan Aykroyd, to poverty and disgrace, hiring a prostitute, played by Jamie Lee Curtis, to hasten his downfall. When Billy Ray figures out that the brothers intend to dump him back on the street once their experiment is completed, he seeks out Winthorpe, and together they turn the pauper to prince and prince to pauper plot into an outrageous, uproarious revenge with a good-natured prostitute and Winthorpe's faithful butler as their accomplices. They set about to hit the brothers where it hurt, really hurts in their pocketbook. Great movie. Oh, I love this movie. I mean, you know, Eddie Murphy, that's Eddie Murphy in his prime, you know. Yep. Uh, Dan, Dan Aykroyd's hysterical in it. Um, yep. So are, so, so are Ralph Bellamy and Dan, Dan Amici as the, as the uh, Duke brothers. Um, so they also, if you if you don't know, they also make a a um, cameo in Coming to America. That's where it was. That's what yep. I was going to ask you. I knew they sh showed up somewhere else, and that, yep. that's he, what it was. Yeah, he gives he, he when he gives them the he gives them like the wad of money or whatever. Those the, the two guys are the two Duke brothers. They're yes, laying in the gutter. I was going to say We're they back. play. Yes. Yeah, they play street. Um, yeah, homeless guys. Yep. So yeah, so it's uh it's a great movie. Uh, I, I like it. You know, it's it's funny. Um, I know we've talked about like the jokes kind of carrying over. Uh, I don't think the jokes in this one really would carry over nowadays. I think you would probably be arrested, thrown in jail. The movie wouldn't be would be boycotted and protested for the for the comedy and the raunchy comedy that's in there. Um, but I mean, if you think about the the people like Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, Jamie Lee Curtis, I mean, th those three actors, actors and actresses, you know, oh. they were right at the start of their their climb. I mean, it was before Ghostbusters. Jamie Lee Curtis was kind of big because she had already done Halloween. Um, but yeah, so it's it's a great movie. Uh, whenever it's on, I, I'll I turn it on for a little bit. Um, so I give it like I give it I'll give it like three and a half stars. So. Now, my question when we were researching this earlier, if they were to try and make this movie today, do okay. you think they would still use a black man as the street hustler? Hmm. That's a good question. Maybe they flip the script and have the white guy be the street hustler. But one of the guys would be Kevin Hart because he's always it's always him. <laughs> I agree with that. I can see I can see Kevin Hart being in this movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or do they completely flip the script and have it be both of them are black men? So there is no one better than the other kind of thing. Even though 
I mean, I, the whole point of the movie is one is better than the other financially. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it would play off the, the same if it, if they were both from the same race. They couldn't make the movie today. They wouldn't no. even try. They wouldn't even try. No, they no, they wouldn't even try that. They wouldn't even try to do it because they would. You'd have so many problems with it trying to get it produced or whatever, or even push through to the studios. It would, it would be toxic. Yes. So, hmm. I think that I think that has a lot to do with a lot of the older movies, movies back in the eighties or whatnot. You couldn't make those. We make those now. No. No. That was back when people didn't give a shit and they weren't politically correct. And it was actually nice. Sorry. Well, no, I mean, if they if they put if they put a black man in that situation, they've got to make a statement out of it. You know, the movie's right. got to make a statement, and uh, you know, there's no there's no humor left, and you know, the social social media sucked the life right out of the fucking planet, giving people a voice that really should just be you know, yep, stepped on and had their head squashed oh jesus negan you all right over there <laughs> that's exactly where my head was to be honest but, but I, I'm, I'm sorry kev's not wrong he's not wrong I, i've i've said for quite a while that like america has been pussified for a long time like nobody has a sense of humor anymore yeah you know i i understand where you guys are coming from um there there also still has to be an element of social growth that doesn't mean that we haven't Maybe I don't want to say gone too far, but maybe gone too far too fast. I mean, I always look at it as this. We're eventually supposed to end up being the society that you see in Star Trek. Um, Parts of of this, this change, that would be a good place to be. Parts of this change kind of bring you to that, to where people are all equal. But we it's like the ideals have grown but we haven't actually changed our place and hierarchy in society so mm-hmm. the two things aren't meshing right you know we're supposed it's supposed to happen naturally and, and it's not so I, I can't say that i disagree with all of it but i also see how it, it robs it robs us from that natural growth because if we get to that level okay that level where um, you know, and get, I think it's very clear that I'm I'm fairly liberal. If we get to that level where we meet that, those ideals, everybody across the board should be going. Yes, I agree. We're not there. You know, right. we, it's 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 been forced. It's too early. The, these kind of things probably shouldn't happen for another 30, 40 years. In some cases, not all. I just want my raunchy comedies back. That's oh, where it yeah. is. I I just no. want shit to be funny again. Yeah. Um, I am definitely not trying to minimize what you're saying there Hugh because you are actually taking like a uh, thoughtful like serious take on it but man I just want my Ryan Reynolds movies back like the way they used to be like your Van Wilders and stuff like that and damn near every movie that Corbs reviews <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah so. well, it's, it's tough because I like those movies too I mean waiting is my favorite comedy of all time <sighs> so I know where movie. you're coming from but I also understand that, you know, we can't go wrong, go around saying everything's gay just because we don't like it and calling people faggots. You can't do that. You know, the, the world has changed. And I think for the most part, if you watch the comedies that come out that are good, they have found ways around that. They have found ways to make comedy more sophisticated and still fucking hilarious. Um, that doesn't mean that it was wrong of us to laugh at that shit that happened in 1980. Um, but we have a lot more to, to think about now. You oh, know, when, we, when we de- when we decide to offend, which is what comedy does best, is offend and make people laugh. 
we have, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing, you know, it used to be okay. Like I, I just, you know, said, you know, to call someone a faggot, you can't do that now. And with good reason. I need to write that down. Yeah, I know you, you have trouble with that. One, I need right? to remind myself of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, even, you know, I, I hear what you're saying, Hugh, but in a, in a movie like, in a movie like this, with great actors, they can be put in those positions and you're not, you don't feel sorry for Eddie Murphy. You know what I mean? You don't feel like he's actually a homeless black man, regardless of how they portray him in the beginning. You yeah. feel like he's somebody that, you know, has taken charge of, you know, his life, regardless of where it is he is. Right, regardless of his circumstance. Because that's who he is. That's the actor he is. You know, and, and I and I think by I think by you know changing changing the humor, changing the story, not not putting these you know enormously gifted actors in positions where they can you know really stretch themselves, like we saw in you know all the movies that we've been talking about. I think that you know we're doing them a disservice. We're doing ourselves a disservice because we're not we're not you know enabling the the, the comedy and the and the stories we, you know, we've grown up with and, we, and we've enjoyed, and we're not allowing these actors to stretch their wings and just say whatever the fuck they want. I mean, and, and like, I'm not, I, I, I think I hope, at least hope it's clear that I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you. Right. Um, you yeah, know, no, it's, I just, it's, it's tough. There, there isn't an answer. But I want to address, I want to address your first comment. You think that where the society is going to end up with Star Trek? Don't forget, there's an extinction level event coming before that ever happens. Yeah. Oh, that was a thing in Star Trek. Well, are, are you talking about the uh, eugenics right war? The eugenics well, we're, war. Yeah, we're there. Happen. We're in there right now. Yeah. I, I hope. We need a fucking cleansing. <laughs> I'm just saying, are we in an extinction level event right now? Not yet. You got to have what do you got to have? 15, 20 percent of the population. We're not there yet. We're getting there. I think if you look at world population, yeah. we're still under like one or two percent. I, I mean, you know, Khan Noonien Singh should be running around here right now, causing havoc. What color was his lightsaber? He's waiting on the alien. Wow, you got the double finger. <laughs> All right, so we, we got way off track there, but I like it. Um, Corbs, Ebert, your good buddy Ebert. Yeah. Uh, what do you think he gave this movie? I'm gonna say three I think stars. He liked it. I think he liked it. He also he gave it. it three and a half stars. Yeah, I think he liked it. <clears throat> this is what he has to say. Hopefully, I can do this without yawning through the whole thing this week. Trading, <laughs> trading places resembles Tootsie, and for that matter, some of the classic Frank Capra and Preston Sturgis comedies. It wants to be funny but it also wants to tell us something about human nature. And there are whole stretches where when we forget it's a comedy and get involved in the story. And it's a great idea for a story, a white preppy snot and a black street hustler trade places and learn new skills. They never even dreamed of. <clears throat> this isn't exactly a new idea for a story. Mark Twain's the Prince and the Pauper comes to mind, but like a lot of stories, it depends less on plot than on character and the characters in trading places are wonderful comic in inventions Eddie Murphy plays Billy Ray Valentine, the con man who makes his first appearance as a blind, legless veteran. Dan Aykroyd is 
Lewis Winthrop III, the stuck-up commodities broker. And in a master stroke of casting, those aging veterans, Ralph Bellamy and Don Amici, are cast as the Duke brothers, incalculably rich men who make little wagers involving human lives. One day, a particularly tempting wager occurs to them. Aykroyd has had Murphy arrested for stealing his briefcase. It's an unfair charge, and Murphy is innocent. But Murphy is black and had the misfortune to bump into Aykroyd in front of a snobby club. To Mortimer Duke, played by Don, Don, Don Amici, a believer <clears throat> that environment counts for more than heredity, this is a golden opportunity to test his theory. He bets his brother that if Aykroyd and Murphy were to change places, the black street kid would soon be just as good as calling the shots in the commodity markets as the white Ivy Leaguer ever was. Because the Dukes are rich, they can make almost anything happen. They strip Aykroyd of everything, his job, his home, his butler, his fiance, his limousine, his self-respect. They give Murphy what they've taken from Aykroyd, even his fiance. Wow. Yep. And the rest of the movie follows the fortunes of the two changelings as they painfully adjust to their new lives and get involved in a commodity scam the Duke brothers are trying to pull off. This is good comedy. It's especially good because it doesn't stop with sitcom manipulations of its idea. And it doesn't go only for the obvious points about racial prejudice in America. Instead, it develops the quirks and peculiarities of its characters so that they're funny because of who they are. This takes a whole additional level of writing on top of the plot manipulation we usually get in popular comedies, and it takes good direction, too. But what's most visible in the movie is the engaging acting. Murphy and Aykroyd are perfect foils for each other in trading places because they're both capable of being so specifically eccentric that we're never just looking at a black and a white. Wow, that, that didn't age well either. That would make the comedy unworkable. They both play characters with a lot of naive intelligence to go along with their prejudices, peculiarities, and personal styles. It's fun to watch them thinking. The supporting cast has also been given detailed attention instead of being assigned to stand around as stereotypes. Here it comes. Sorry. I can see you struggling around the word racial. I don't like that word. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis plays a hooker with a heart of gold and a lot of T-bills. I don't know what that means. Um, Amici and Bellamy have a lot of fun with the Duke brothers, and Denim Elliott successfully plays Butler to both Aykroyd and Murphy, which is a stretch. The movie's invention extends all the way to the climactic scenes, which involve not the usual manic chase, but a commodity scam, a New Year's Eve party on a train, and a gay, I'm sorry, a homosexual gorilla. Okay. That's right. I remember the girl in that. He was he was good in that one, but he was better in Schindler's List. Was he was he homosexual or did he just see everything as just a warm, wet hole? I it was more, I think it was more, it wasn't homosexual. It was they dressed the the what's his name? There was a gorilla in Schindler's list? No. Oh, I thought you said a gorilla. I did. It I'm was a joke. Oh, it was oh, a okay. joke. Oh. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, I missed the gay girl. He was in the train was... car. <laughs> you didn't see him. All right. <laughs> Beaks. 
They, they dressed Clarence Beeks up in a gorilla unit, a gorilla suit. Oh. John Belushi is wearing. <laughs> and they put him in the cage with the gorilla. They duct tape him, duct tape his mouth so he can't speak. And then the gorilla sees the gorilla and goes after the gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for the titles round table tonight. I just, I'm just saying. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um that that about does it for that. I think it's a it's a good time to throw it to commercial and then come back and wrap this thing up. All right. And maybe in the next segment, Kevin will stick to his three words per statement because you uh you dropped that, buddy. I oh. totally did. I totally dropped the ball. I don't I think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to work in the next segment either. Oh. <laughs> Stick with us. We'll be right back. For the hottest new comic on the shelf or a key back issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics. And we're back, and we're gonna jump right into the midstream. What? Jump, jump mid. Let's talk about the weeklies. Let's do what that. Are we doing? What? Our weeklies. show. What? Um. So our <laughs> weekly shows because we hit the same you? ones. Where am I? He's drunk. Oh man, he, he, it's time to call the home. <laughs> Put him away. Uh, let's start with uh, Walking Dead. Very, very good. They, wow. 
So, uh, so let me throw this at you because you weren't here last week, Kevin, and I really wished you had been um, so that we could have talked about it. Um, what I said was that I kind of felt that Negan's actions there and then uh, Maggie having to pretty much do the same thing that he did. Uh, again, I because we had the conversation about you're, you're like Negan's going to Negan. And I'm like, but I think that there is some maybe not redemption, but he is different and he didn't necessarily want to be the bad guy, but he did the same thing she did. He made the best choice. And I feel like his actions that followed up that showed him being try, trying to be the better version of himself. Yeah, I mean, he's always going to do whatever it takes to survive. And I mean, if it, if it means helping the group he's with or, you know, filling a role, I mean, he's always going to do that because he's, he's going to do what it takes to survive. Um, he's, but he's, I, I get, I get, I get Hugh's point though. I mean, he he didn't save Maggie, a because he thought you know obviously she was going to, at some point, kind of put a bullet in his ass. Well, no, probably his head. Well, there's two yeah. there's there's two things that he doesn't like about Maggie. The first is that he does not agree with her direction. The second is he yeah he believes that she's going to kill him. I mean that's that's her that's her purpose that's her goal. Right. But more importantly, he believes that she's taking them into a situation that's going to kill all of them. And I think this last episode might kind of point to the fact that Megan's not wrong. I, I agree. Uh, he did save her, though. Yes. He did save her, and it was not in a situation where it was better for the group or anything. It was mm -hmm. just he saw Maggie in trouble, and he it's saved Better for... Megan. Yeah, better better to be with somebody else in a situation like that. He knows how strong she is. Mm -hmm. He knows what a badass she is. If he can do one thing to make sure that he's going to survive and he and she's the closest one, that's the one he's going to say. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's he's a very intelligent individual. I mean, his past, you know, and his and his actions give you all of that. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm just saying he's he's incredibly intelligent and everything he does is with a lot of forethought. If he thought that Maggie would be better off dead and that he would survive on his own, he would have walked away. I <laughs> everyone's I looking guess at we'll you. you. <laughs> I, I guess we'll see. And I, I mean with right. with, with with I mean and it this is going to come out sounding like really pissy um, with that argument. There really isn't anything I can say because anything Negan does is what Negan needed to do or wanted to do to, you know, I, I, and I understand what you're saying and I, and I'm not yeah. trying to be confrontational there. It's just, I don't, I guess we have to wait and see because I think there is a, a better person in there that's trying to, I mean, he basically came out and said to Rick, you know, that Rick was right. I was wrong. Rick was right. This is the way to do it. I think yeah. he's trying to get there. He certainly gets in his, in his own way. But until more of the story is revealed, I don't really have a rebuttal for that particular argument. Because right now, anything he does to survive can be seen through that lens. Right. I guess. What, what, mm -hmm. what, what I would need to see, what I would need to see to believe anything other than Negan's out for Negan's best interest. What I would need to see is a selfless act. You mean like running into the storm and saving? That's what uh, I was just going to reference. Yeah. Couple it's seasons two, back, snowstorm. Yeah. Yeah, snowstorm, and snowstorm she remember? got separate. 
yeah, yeah. When, was, when they were they right after blizzard the it wasn't just a snowstorm yeah. yeah they put the heads up. that was right after they yeah yep. uh alpha yep. drew the line they put the heads on the spikes so so would you okay would you all right let's let's look at this let's, let's step back a, a second would you look at that as a selfless act or would you look at that as a man who who is who is and, and this is really in his past too. He is very focused on, you know, children are innocent. Children are, you know, to him, you know, they're beyond, I don't even know how to say this. He, he feels about he, the way he felt about um, uh, Carl, the way he felt about uh, Judith, the way he, the way he interacted with them was it was selfless because it was not something he could control he it was not a chosen selfless act i think is what i'm trying to say in the you're trying not, to say it's instinct more instinct because he is you know from his past he is and i don't i don't remember if he did he have kids i don't remember no. i know no. the governor had a daughter um i don't think Negan had children he just had he a wife not. right yeah. But I think, but I think that based on, you know, his upbringing and who he was and what his past is, I think that his inability to allow a child to just, you know, expire in a, in a storm, I think was something that he couldn't control. I honestly it's, believe I would, I would classify that as selfless. I, I understand. And I, and I don't, I don't disagree with you. I'm not, I'm not completely disagreeing with you. But I honestly think that a, a true selfless act would be something more along the lines of, I'm going to give myself to allow you, Maggie, or the group to, to go on and, and, you know, do great things. Um, more than, more than just sacrificing himself for a child, yeah. because I, I, I mean, that's, there's a difference there. There's a big difference there. Then I, I, I think, I think what we need to see is right now they're in a very tense life or death situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe we need to see these interactions yeah. in a more normal setting. Because right now, I mean, especially in a fight or flight type situation, you could go either way. A good guy can go bad. A bad guy can go good. It's, yeah. it's too much. And, and I don't think that you can get a good read on even the good characters like Maggie or Alden. You know, it, it's not, not what you do. It's what you do when it's quiet. You know, not necessarily what you do when it's loud, but and I'm not and I'm not disagreeing with you. But I will say this: in a situation of life or death, your true self comes out. Comes out because you will do whatever it takes to survive. I mean, unless okay. unless you are just unless you are just at your core. Your own personal survival is not, you know, is not something that matters to you. But every living organism on the planet has one goal: survival, and then replication. You know, continued, continued um, uh, survival of the species. But the very first thing is self-survival. And there are a few people in our in our uh, Walking Dead universe that that exemplify that more than any others. Negan is one of them. 
Now, one person that, that, you know, that is, that is not a Negan type person. There's not a, I'm, you know, I'm out for myself might be Daryl. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. One person that is exactly like Negan and you're not going to like this, but if you, if you really look at it, if you really look at what happens, but a, a mirror opposite of Negan is Carol. Oh yeah. I oh, agree. Push comes to shove. She will do whatever it takes. And she is brutal when it comes yeah. right down to it. Um, and it's because of it's because of what she's experienced, it's because of what she's survived. Negan, same thing, because of what he's experienced, because of what he survived. You know. Daryl would jump in front of a fucking train to save somebody he loves, you know, he loves. And, you know, he's who, he's who he is, so he'd probably actually stop the train. But, uh, you know, they're, 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 the, the reality of who people are comes out when it comes down, when it comes down to, you know, is it going to be me or you? So my question becomes is obviously does... Alden survive? Do you think? See, we, we can't ask Hugh that question. He's a week ahead of us. Hugh, Hugh's a week in the future. Yeah, don't ask me. Uh, by the way, you, I, I, you you, have the answer. I went on YouTube the other day to, to kind of look into things, and I saw The Walking Dead, and you, I actually saw the next episode on there in full. Wow. Oh, oh that's too bad. So you're in the future, too? I didn't watch it. I wish people wouldn't do that. But people no, I mean, that's the whole premium AMC Plus, and then apparently someone found a way I mean, to rip it and throw it up there. I'm being a douchebag, I guess, over this. Yeah, I didn't watch it, but yeah, it was on there, so. Nice. You know, I stay away from Twitter. I stay away from Facebook. I don't, I, I don't, I don't watch ahead. In fact, you know, I, I, I honestly, I try to, I try to watch the show as close to uh, airtime as possible, even though, you know, I have AMC plus. Wow. That's, that's pretty good because I mean, if I had the opportunity to watch it a week early, I would have been all over that because I don't watch talking dead or anything like that. So I don't need that part for myself. Talking, but. talking dead is almost a week later. It's on Thursdays now. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't do it right after. Really? Oh, wow. the, there was an right episode after. on right after last week's episode that had Ryan Hurst and the kid who played Alden on it. Well, I thought they were doing it later. I, I don't I don't catch maybe it. Right it's, after. Maybe it's maybe it's gonna switch. I know that but the world beyond and Fear the Walking Dead both start within the next month, right? Nice. Yeah, yeah that's true because the, the trailer just dropped for World Beyond and we uh we see a familiar face show up on there. Jada. Yeah. 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 Or Jadis. 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 Yeah. I, you guys, have you guys been watching World Beyond? Yes. Uh, yes. Honestly. Yes. yes. Fuck Is it yeah. good? Is it it's good? Really good. So good. I, I loved it. it. I couldn't stand it. I watched the first few episodes. I just couldn't stand it. They got to the area where all the tires were burning. And I just, I stopped watching it because I'm just like, oh, this is horrible. Oh my God. It got so good. Yeah. I mean, I even thought that was good. I mean, I yeah. feel like you kind of have to watch that to to because th this is going to dovetail into everything else they're doing. Yes. So, I mean, Fear the Walking Dead may not, but um, World Beyond absolutely is 
if it doesn't directly connect to this last season, things that happen in it are going well, to that's, this. Yeah, that's why I started watching it because it's the it's the community that 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 took Jada Jadis and then and then took Rick and yeah, I, I loved it. I mean, they they're kids and they make dumb mistakes because they didn't grow up in this world, which is expected. Um, so if you're expecting, you know, battle hardened uh, zombie slaying warriors, you're not going to get that. Uh, but for what it's trying to be, I thought it was excellent. Now, has it still been confirmed that this is the final season of that? Like yeah, you said, that was supposed to be a two, two season seasons. series. Yeah, yeah the yeah. preview, even the preview said final season of it. Nice. Oh, I'll have to go back and watch it again then. There you go. You got AMC Plus. I'm sure season one's on there, right? No, oh, I know. Okay. I just I was double checking because I don't have that. Um, it was just horrible. I just couldn't watch it. And my wife was the same way. We're like, what, what is this? I just, I just, we couldn't, we couldn't get behind the people, the people, you know, the, the characters. It was like the beginning of Fear of the Walking Dead. It's like, you know, it was a struggle. The first season, it was a struggle to like go and watch it every single episode because I couldn't, you know, I just couldn't get behind the people. That's how I now, felt about Fear at first. Yeah. yeah. But now, I mean, now, you know, you've got these comic book-like characters in Fear. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is great. I'm going to go. I'm going to go watch it because I want to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. All right. I think if you'd gone to the end of the season, you might feel similar, similarly okay. about okay. this. Okay. I'll, I'll try. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go watch it again. Nice. So let's, let's stick with the, the zombie talk. And let's talk about this week's Marvel's What If. <laughs> which was marvel's uh, what if zombies mcu yeah. style i got it zombies hmm? well not everyone you no. didn't watch it yet i watched it yeah okay i you know I, I it was a good episode it was really good but i it was for somebody who is a huge fan of marvel zombies on which this is all based it was kind of a big letdown but it wasn't based on that. Like I said, it's the MCU well, 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 version. Yeah, yeah but, yes. but there is no zombies in MCU without Marvel zombies. That's what right. I, I don't disagree with that. It, it started by Robert Kirkman, of all people, the same person who created The Walking Dead. So I, I was hoping we were going to get more of that with an MCU twist. And I, I mean, I, I'm not going to say that we didn't. And there wasn't anything structurally bad with it at all. I just wish we'd gotten to see more of it or earlier, you know? I mean, they, they felt like they've had to shoehorn every one of these episodes into some event from the movie, like this starting with Hulk crashing yes. down to the staircase. Um, they could have they, they could have actually done the story from the first Marvel Zombies run, but it, that wouldn't have neatly fit into an event that everybody's seen already. And I right. feel like that, that, that kind of robbed us of what it could have been. I see that. But I, I think, unfortunately, that is going to be the idea for any of the what-ifs that we get now going forward anything. It all has to fit into a jumping-off point from the MCU. Which has is to. in opposition to the entire fucking concept of what-if. Right. Because you should be able to go anywhere with that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, But notwithstanding that just jumping away from the comics at all i fucking loved this episode this was so much fun it was um, i thought it was a really novel idea basically making the the zombie virus come from the quantum realm yep that was really cool um 
the uh, the Black Panther twist that was taken right from the comics, though, right? Yes, it yeah. was. But it was, um, I think, Hank Pym, uh, and he was trying to keep uh, Janet alive. Okay, makes sense too. I think. I think. Yeah, it was. Uh, they 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 swapped some people out there. Yeah, which you you figure they were going to. Uh, the whole thing with with Janet, um, not Janet. I'm sorry, Hope. In beginning, yeah, that was cool. That oh, was and really man, cool. and man, and I'm like, when she does that, I'm like, this is such a bad idea. She's gonna come back like that. That's and I dumb. made that I made that comment tonight. I'm like, so that means we're gonna have a giant zombie. And everyone else just kind of looked at me. I'm like, okay, well, just just wait for it. Um, I the same I, thing when she when when she fell down. I was like. So yeah, she's gonna be a she's gonna be a big ass zombie. Yeah. Um, kind of cool that the mind stone is the the cure, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, that's what what the family found frustrating is we really didn't get a Good nice answer. wrapped up ending yep. at all. I like but I noticed either. that's what they've been doing for the last few episodes. Is they're kind of basically the the stinger at the end is that something else is going to go to shit from this. What do you mean? Like this one is they basically focused on the fact that zombie Thanos is still putting together the infinity. Oh yeah. Yeah. And last week's something came from that too. And I don't remember what it was. There, there was another twist at the end of the Dr. Strange episode. And I don't remember what it was now. Everybody's dead. Well, there was that. But um, and I definitely like uh, our, our our zombie hunter Spider Man with the cape. Yeah, as a sidekick, that was cool. Yeah. So all around, I, I loved this one. I was a little apprehensive when we started into it, and with how graphic it was getting for an animated series, and both the girls are sitting there just <laughs> they were all about it. So yeah. I I went with it. Um. I, I was I was astounded at how much the original cast came back for that. Yeah, everybody but um, Tom Holland, and that yeah. was probably due to uh, Sony. I'm filming. sure. Well, no, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure it was because he was busy. I, oh, I, I, I thought there was a Sony issue with that. I, I don't know for sure, but I don't see why there would be a Sony issue. They have an agreement, um, mm. but but he was probably also filming filming No Way Home. Right. Yeah. There's he's that. Been, he's been a lot of stuff this since Endgame. He's been, he's, in a lot of, he's been in a lot of movies. He's a popular kid right now. He is. So he deserves it. He, he's a great Peter Parker. I really haven't seen anything else he's done other than the Marvel stuff. So um, let's see. Everybody caught up on Titans yet except Corbs? Yep. Uh, no? Might not be. I might not have watched the last one. Lady Vic. Good episode. Nope, didn't see that one. We won't go into too much, but there was some really yeah. cool stuff that happened there. The the flashbacks were really cool. I love Titans. I yes, think yeah. great. I think such a great, a great show. Um, the only thing I do want to point out is how well the camera work was done for the flashbacks, so they could still use the same actress as Babs when she was younger. And make mm-hmm. it look like she was up and running around and everything. Because she really has 
one leg. She lost her leg in a car accident a few years ago. What, the I actress? Believe. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. She's really an amputee. And uh, so, yeah, like that, that's why I was like, wow, that was really well done with all of the, I mean, obviously when they're doing the long shots and everything, it's a stunt double doing all the fighting. You're talking about Barbara Gordon? The, yes. The girl that plays Barbara Gordon. So, but she's always got her legs crossed on her chair. So she's got a fake leg. Look close. There isn't a leg there. There's only one leg. Wow. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. Phenomenal, phenomenal episode. Again, of course, it's been this way the whole season. Um, and finally. Yeah. I just got to say one more time. They're doing a great job. Yes. That series. They're just doing a phenomenal fucking job. All right. Even 100%. though, even though it's not the Titans that I knew, right? When I was reading comics, I love it. I absolutely love it. Oh, I love that oh, show. I got to say one more thing. I'm so glad Dove is gone. She's she's. I can't stand that fucking actress. Oh my god. She's <laughs> got some Dove hate going on there. She's fucking horrible. Oh my god, she, she's one of my favorite characters. When she got on the plane, Kathy and I were like, "Fuck yeah, she's out of here! Fuck yeah!" <laughs> oh, she'll be back, I'm sure. Oh yeah, great. And she's gone. <laughs> um, guys, you you guys want to talk about heels real quick? Are you coming up? Yeah, I, I find it hard to talk about the show. I mean, it's, it's fucking amazing, but. It, it, it's i don't know it's just a good drama it's just good i don't even know what to say there's not a lot of beats to go into i mean unless you want to really just recap the entire episode yeah yeah gotcha. yeah i mean there there wasn't really much like wrestling involved in this one they did they cut a promo <laughs> that like was a, fucking great yeah yeah nice. so i gotta watch that me too ah, man you really do i i don't know kev i mean you, you seem like you're, you're not really into the whole wrestling thing right i used to be Back when it was WWF, man, I fucking loved it. Okay, Jack. The Attitude Era. I know. It was a long time ago. I know. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was, you, you don't have to be up on anything to watch watch this. It, it yeah, probably it's fictitious. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> I will say the opening sequence, though, with uh, what's-his-face and the belt on yes. the <laughs> Yeah, he comes out with the belt. And I'm sitting here Googling, you know, trying to find out if that was his actual dick or not. Oh, God. Yeah, oh, to, I was I'm, like, "Holy crap, that thing's huge!" I'm trying to figure out who he's supposed to kind of be built after. Maybe he's not built after anyone in particular. I mean, there's definitely some shades of uh, Randy Savage there. Yeah, but uh, I, I think it might actually be more an amalgam of some of those those old South wrestlers. You okay. know, the, the the guys that worked with Ric Flair but never got famous. Yeah. Okay, that, yeah. that's that's kind of my, my feel. There's like that that whole group of those real traditional guys, you know, who are really big, but they didn't really cross over when everything consolidated. Makes sense. Yeah, he's yeah, a little was... Ric Flair. He's a little Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, the little Macho Man. Yeah, can see that. Yeah, the end when he's on top of the freaking hotel. Bad shit, I think, is coming his way. I think so too. Um, well, uh, Rick and Morty, uh, season five ended this week um, with a double episode. I was really hoping because I don't know if you saw the, uh, the clips that comedy central released, but they did some live action clips yes. with, uh, with, uh, Christopher Lloyd 
as uh, Rick, which mm-hmm. they're really just they they're really short and they, it's cool because the character's based on him. But if they ever really want to do live action, I don't think he can pull it off. Right. Um, yeah, it is age. First of all, he's he's. I mean, years ago he was showing. So he was on the Tonight Show celebrating Back to the Future, and he looked like he didn't know where he was and struggled with his lines. You know, when Michael J. Fox is the one trying to lead you along to finish the bit, <laughs> that's that, that's rough. Um, but he looked great. But as far as the uh, the, the season ending, um, wow, fucking wow. I mean, first of all, whether you like the show or hate it. Um, one of the things that they're they're always you know big on is they they drop a lot of hints, but they don't always answer a lot of questions. They answered like every single question they've ever asked, and it was a two it was a two half hour episode season finale. That last half hour episode pretty much answered every question they've ever put up there. Like wow. they answered it all and ended on something that may functionally change the format of the show going forward. And it, and it may be completely different. And I mean, it it, it, it ended in it. They slammed a door shut in a way that I don't know I've ever seen the show slam a door shut. Uh, I was just like, I, I, I laugh. You know, they say I laughed, I cried, and all that. And I was just stunned at the end of it. Like, holy crap! And wow. we're, we're, I mean, they they basically with the renewal, they have ten seasons. We're halfway through. That's not saying that they might not even get more after that. But we have at least five more seasons to go, and that could have been a series finale. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. It was, it, it blew me away. And the, the level of awareness that the show had, um, specifically, like, they tell Rick's entire backstory. And he's like, fine, you know, tell my fucking crybaby backstory. Because <laughs> he's aware. Or, you know, more, he's like, he, they go to the Citadel of Rick's. And Rick's like, oh, great, a canon story. Because every time they go to the Citadel, it's like canon stuff. All the other episodes are like bottle episodes. But the characters are actually commenting, saying the things that we're saying as we're watching the show. It, it's crazy that they can pull that up. And that's actually an example of the kind of comedy I was talking about earlier. Um, I mean, yeah, there's still some raunchy stuff in there, but nothing that, you know, would get the censors going and uh, really smart, really clever. And an example, of, I think, of comedy evolving. Nice. Not saying everything should be like that, but that, you know, you know, there's nothing else out there like it right now. That's standing. I still have to catch up. Yeah, you say that every time I talk about yep. it. Yep. Well, it's because I always want to, but never do. It's one of those shows. But man, yeah. tw- 22 minutes is an awful lot of time to devote to something. It is. But how many 22-minute episodes are, are there? Well, five at this seasons? Point, yeah, five seasons. So I, I don't know if the first season was 10 episodes, but I think they have been since then, so close to 50. Yeah. Oh, wow. But it sounds like it's worthwhile. I think I'm going to... It absolutely I think, is. I think I'm going to binge it one of these days. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. Maybe it works sometime. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Maybe when I'm at VPN, we'll do that that way. Fucking John. (laughs) All right, we gotta stop right there. Um, So, what else do we got? Um, Kev, you had a movie you wanted to talk about that you just did. I need to ask you fellows a question. But let's just say you, all three of you, at the end of the world are in a bunker with a dozen people you may or may not know. 
How do you think you would fare going out of the bunker into a world where a meteorite, who would, which was destroyed by nuclear missiles, rained down on the planet and turned all of the animal life into creatures that would just tear you limb to limb. So, and I'm not just talking about, you know, oh, a lion, a tiger, or a bear. I oh think I'm talking about a leech in a pond so big it would suck the brain out of the back of your skull. Jesus or Christ. Even worse, how about an earthworm that turns into this amazingly huge mm -hmm. creature that could just tear you limb to limb and just, you know, cut you and slice you and dice you into 25 million different pieces. I know the movie you're talking about. And it's how do you awesome. think how do you think you would fare in a world like that? Do you think you could go up onto the surface and fight for your life and live in order to walk 80 miles to see the woman you love? Do you think you could do it? I think we could all die trying. Right. <laughs> this movie is totally corny. In the beginnings, I'm like, I, I don't even know if I really want to watch this. I'm like, it looks like it belongs on the CW. I, I just didn't know if I didn't, I didn't know if I really wanted to watch it. I just, I played it in the background. I was doing some other stuff and I ended up sitting here. Just, I couldn't take my eyes off of it. All right. Here's my question. So, like I said, here's my question. Is this all worth it just for Rooker's craziness? And does it build off of Rooker's craziness? Listen. Michael Rooker was a pleasant surprise. I did not look into this movie before I watched it. I had no idea who was going to be in it. By the look of it, it was just people I had never seen before. You know, I just, I turned the TV on, you know, it's a, it's a fire TV based OS on the TV. Mm -hmm. And so I get these, you know, these suggestions based on the different channels that I am, am subscribed to. This is a Paramount Plus uh, um, uh, uh, release or not release, but um, uh, it's available on Paramount Plus. I have Paramount Plus as a subscription because of some stuff I subscribe to on on uh, Amazon, and it just popped up, and I'm like, well, what the hell? I just watch it. But is is Michael Rooker the only reason to watch this movie? I, I'm not going to say yes. It's definitely a fun role of his, and it it was a fun surprise. All of a sudden, you know, I hear this voice. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Michael Rooker is in this? But it was, uh, and, and, and his role actually has a lot to do with how the movie ends. So Nice. Yep. So the movie is Love and Monsters. And uh, like I said, it's on Paramount+. Plus. Um, look it up on IMDb. It's uh, uh, it, nothing you read about it and nothing that I can say about it is going to make you want to watch it. Just watch it. It's fun. Um, it's a fun movie. And by the time you get done with it, you're gonna be like, yep, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with that. I I, I enjoy I really enjoyed that movie. Nice. You have you seen it? You, yes. you knew the movie. You have? Yes. Okay. Okay. What'd you yes. think about it? I, I, I agree with everything you're saying. Okay. I'm I'm hoping that they make a sequel, uh, because uh -oh. it certainly is is open for that. Uh, but it is one of those oh, yeah, movies. Yeah. It's <laughs> Usually when a movie is that good, 
you don't walk away being happy. Like, you know, where, you know, when you see a movie that's just like expertly crafted, it's like the dark night rises or something. And you're just like, mm-hmm. I want to burn everything at the end, but I feel really good about it. No, this movie, it's, it's that awesome. And it, you just have a smile on your face. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good story. And they, they tell it with some horror movie trapping. So it ends up not being as corny as it seems like it is. There's some good action and all of that. There's lots of humor. I can't recommend it enough. I honestly thought it was going to be like a grade B horror flick, you know, not a horror flick, but kind of a, I don't know, just grade B movie. But really, you know, they did a good job with the special effects. You know, they did a really good job. Um, And, you know, the, the, the lead character, you know, he does a really good job at, at being kind of a goofy, you know, just every man, you know, every guy, you know, just the guy that just, you know he's your buddy and you really don't expect much from him and he ends up he ends up really being a hero yeah and it's it's a really good it's a really it's it's a fun movie and i and i'm gonna watch it again and i'm gonna watch it with my wife um i know i think she'd like it i think i think it's a good movie outstanding i I, i'm gonna have to check that one out too well it sounds really cool paul i thought about you with this movie this is a great movie you could watch with the kids Mm -hmm. no problem at all I don't feel like you're being truthful right now. No, you, no, I, I am. You said the same thing. Why do you call me a liar, you fucker? Wow. Giant monsters and all that, but it's okay for my kids to yes. watch? They love really? it. They love it. They watch Jurassic Park? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. then. Giant okay. monsters. No worse than Jurassic Park. In fact, the, the monsters aren't nearly as deadly as Jurassic Park. You'll see what I mean. Okay. Don't they don't want to give too I much. Sh- watch it first, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch it first. You be the judge. All right. No kidding. It was a good surprise. You know, you know, I've been doing that a lot to you. Just whatever comes up, you know, as a suggestion, I'll just start watching it. Sometimes I watch it, and sometimes I turn it off. But this one, this one, I watch right through the end. So I, I, I thought it was worth worth uh, bringing up. Outstanding. Um. Well, I, I actually uh, got to watch a, a new movie this past weekend as well. I uh, I made the trek out and saw Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. And? Phenomenal. And he's dying now. No, well, there was nobody around me, thankfully. <laughs> um, and, and this time I didn't go to see it in um, a Disney theme park-esque theater. Um, I actually got to enjoy a movie like like a normal person did. Um, really good movie. It's definitely they've got, they've got a future with this character, which they they lay out for you in the uh, the post credit scene. Um, some some really great stuff. We get some returning characters if if it hasn't been spoiled for everybody yet. Um, good. I want to keep it that way because the moment this character shows up on screen is just phenomenal. Um, and it makes sense. And they they have some of the the most fun parts in the movie. Um, but as ever, as we've seen, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna get a lot of other characters that that show up um, in little like Easter eggy ways. And I mean, there's even in the background there's an extremist soldier in it from Iron Man three. 
Now, yeah. you know, what I want to know is okay. I, I was worried about this because they're, they're bringing a brand new character to the screen and a brand new character that does not have the same kind of brand recognition, kind of like when they did Guardians. Yes. Do you feel that this does as good a job? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because on paper, and I don't mean by papers, and I've read the comic books on paper, just looking at it looks like a kung fu movie with some maybe some magic bracelets or something. Um, I, I I'm not going. Oh man, you know that's going to be the next Avenger. That's awesome. Um, I'm hoping the movie changes that perception. Um, it it will in a little bit of a way. Um, I mean it could also stick to being a standalone movie, but it's not going to be. He's going to get drawn into other stuff that's building apparently Um, okay so so text me this text me the answer is it iron fist or is it um uh dr strange it shows up the one that i'm referencing yeah neither one really really i don't think you'll ever see iron fist again I know. That really sucks. I like that show. I didn't watch it. I, I never made it to that one. I liked all of them. I mean, I had a hard time with Luke Cage, but I liked all of them. I really liked Jessica Jones and Daredevil. Those were great. Uh, I thought they were all great. I really did. I, I loved all of them. I loved Rosario Dawson and all of that stuff. I just mm. thought it was all. I, I, I loved all of them. Anyway. Anyway. Shang Chi. Shang Chi. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Yes. Anyway. Oh. Oh. I know who shows up. It's um David Carradine. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. In in a hotel closet, naked. <laughs> Just hanging around. Why you wow. know like Kev? <laughs> I think I broke Paul. Hey, didn't didn't I say I never hold back? Right. That's that's so dark, and I love it. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yes. Yeah. Kung Fu, you. (laughs) Kung Fu in himself. (laughs) Certainly did. (laughs) Um, uh, that that's all I got. You guys ain't got anything else before we wrap this thing up for the night? What the hell can you say after that? How <laughs> much? I couldn't at the moment. <laughs> I swear I was there was something that I saw this week. This wasn't it, but I did watch uh, um, "Don't Breathe" too when it hit a uh, video on demand. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, good movie. Uh, weird. The first one didn't really need a sequel. Um, this one. Doesn't really need a sequel either. Um, I don't know. They, they take the, the guy who's like kind of the bad guy of the first movie and make him the good guy of the second movie, but he's still a bad guy. Um, that, that's a little weird. But that, the best part of it, though, is Stephen Lang is fucking awesome. And seeing him in a role where he does not articulate, because that's one of his strengths as an actor. He can speak very well. The, mm-hmm. the blind man in the Don't Breathe movies doesn't articulate as well um, because of PTSD and trauma and it, it seems like he has a hard time talking. It's weird seeing an actor I've mostly seen in play, it, uh, roles where he talks really well not be able to um, and still emotionally get the point across through uh, physical acting. 
Nice. I haven't seen the original yet either. It was it was pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're definitely worth watching. I mean, I'm not going to say that they're the pinnacle of horror, but in in the the crop of horror stuff we generally get, you know, whereas you know something that's middle of the road is actually really good for what we usually get. This is definitely above that. These are great movies. Nice. Another one I may have to check out in the future. My list just keeps getting longer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can, you may not, it be the violence, you may not want to have the kids watch it, but there, there's really not much in the movies that uh, kids couldn't see, except there is, I mean, in, in the first one, there, there, you don't see sex, but, I mean, you definitely, there, there is, it's you'll implied. understand what, no, not even people having, I, I can't say anything without spoiling something. Um, there, there, there is a, a scene where semen is potentially going to be injected into somebody. Um, okay. In a non-standard way. Um, but if I say any more, it's going to ruin the plot. So I, I, we, Avery watched it. I mean, I know okay. your kids are a little younger. Um, but you know, she liked it. Speaking of Avery, oh my God, guys, we had the talk. Oh no. Well, well, we, I guess it's recommended, you know, she's going into fifth grade and this, this is the time to do it now because kids are talking about this stuff this early. And so we ended up having to have the talk on Sunday. No, no. See, I've got one going into sixth and one going into fifth and I have not had this discussion yet. Oh my God. Yeah. I, my wife insisted because I, I guess that's what's being recommended now. Ooh, that had to be yeah. fun. Oh, uh, well, you, you know, the funny thing is that she's been asking us how babies are made for a long time. And she finally, you know, she's like, we have to do it. We have to do it. We both were, were hesitant and she saw the opportunity. She's like, okay, we're going to do it right now. Of course, you know, my daughter being the wingnut shit that she is, was asking completely irrelevant questions. You know, like, so... If you kiss a boy, does that mean you're dating? When can I date somebody? It's like, it's not what we're talking about. Um, and it was it awkward for me too, because even though I have two older kids, I never got to have the talk with them. Um, because you know their, their mother had custody and it wasn't, unless she came to me and said, hey, we together need to have the talk, which she never did. Um, it wasn't my place. Right. And I, I don't think that she actually did with them. I'm pretty sure they, they learned about it in health class. <laughs> so this, this was a new territory for me too. Um, I, I got to say is, you know, good luck. And I, Thanks. I, I, I kind of, uh, you, you guys know that my, my daughter is a little different, you know, she has Tourette's and ADHD and ADD and a bunch of other initials that just make her a fucking little pot of crazy that I love. And you know, trying to talk to her seriously about something is kind of like waiting for your wife to tell you to do something for the third time and then telling her to suck your dick and stand there expectantly like you really think she's going to do it. Nothing fucking happens. <laughs> you get nowhere. You might as well be talking to a wall. That's a very interesting comparison when talking about your daughter. I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm just going to leave it there. And just let it fester. You know, I, I just, I thought it was the best example because I thought about what is the most useless conversation you could ever have to completely fail and get your point across. And that's what popped into my head. Fair enough. 
I got nothing to add to that. <laughs> so, so you think we might as well just just wrap this thing up then? Yeah, please. All right. This week's wisdom nugget: a block of cheese is just a loaf of milk. Good night, everybody, and mega bite me, bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. production.